All right. Uh, Zoom. She's joining us. Okay. Hallelujah. All right. So, I, you know, I have to give a little testimony concerning this message because, you know, I, I must say, you know, I, you know, I've told uh, everyone here, you know, before we got online that, you know, like, yeah, like I was lost on this one. I could see nothing, you know, um, but yeah, you know, then I prayed, you know, and y'all opened my eyes and wow, what I thought was going to be one of the hardest lessons became one of the easiest, you know, and it's just like, man, y'all some that I can say emphatically that I know what the number 11 represents in scripture. Oh, Hallelujah. Wow. And, you know, if you stick around, you shall know as well. Amen. Yes. All right. So, you know, as you've already, you know, done ascertained at this point, we're talking about um, biblical meanings of numbers. And today we're going to be dealing with the number 11. You know, the number 11 is in the spotlight today, uh, literally. Right. You know, and so what does the number 11 represent in scripture? Essentially, the number 11 represents wrestlings. Hmm and wrestling with Elohim in particular, hmm. you know? And yeah, I would have never really gotten this one without Yah's help. <laughs> but I assure you, you know, it does represent wrestling and wrestling with Elohim in particular, hmm. you know, um, like now, like usually like, uh, you know, most of the, um, the, the books I've read on, on um, scriptural numerics, you know, speak to the number 11 that's representing this disorder, hmm. you know, and even though I can't see that in, in some cases, uh, um, you know, I do see this order concerning 11. In all cases, I mean, in, you know, in like 98%, you know, or 99% of the time, you know, you can see a type of wrestling involved with the number 11, hmm. you know, in the times that it occurs in scripture. And so we're gonna take a look at some of the times, you know, I, you know, I kind of got cut off and I couldn't, I, I wanted to do 11 examples, you know, cause you know, we're doing 11 and yeah, you know. So that's what I was going for, but you know, I couldn't get there, I ran out of time. So I pray you enjoy what y'all, what y'all had given me and, and what I was able to get down, all right? So the first example is when Yaakov wrestled with, yeah. <laughs> you know, when he wrestled with Elohim. Let me have my first reader read Genesis um, chapter 32, verses 22 through 31, please. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the fort Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him till the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel, for as a prince thou hast power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. 
And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen Elohim face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Hallelujah. Okay, and so, like, this is the first mention of the number 11 in scripture that, you know, that I, that I saw, you know, and and it undoubtedly speaks to wrestling <laughs> in grand fashion, if you if you would, right? You know, so this is the first mention principle in full effect here. You know, uh, here it is, you know, first speaks up, speak of 11, you know, and we see they're wrestling. But then after I saw this, you know, I thought of a um, of a previous 11, you know, um, you know, prior to this one, um, you know, but you know, I didn't get a chance to put it down, you know, but suffice it to say, we see the number 11 and then we see wrestling. And that's pretty much how it is, you know, um, throughout scripture. You see the number 11, you can look for some type of wrestling, you know, and wrestling with Elohim in particular, you know, and so here it is, we see that Yaakov, he wrestles with Elohim and, you know, for anyone who, who um, dares to do so, you know, you will find one way or another, your walk will not be the same, mm. you know, just like Yaakov after wrestling with Elohim, you know, he, it says in verse 31, he halted upon his thigh. His walk was never the same, mm. you know? Um, and so this is uh, something that's, you know, congruent with wrestling with Elohim. It usually changes your life, you know? Um, so that was our first example. Now let's consider the 12 sons of Yaakov. And, you know, Yaakov, of course, had 12 sons, and these 12 sons made up the nation of Israel. Amen? You know, well, the number 11 son is Joseph. You know, and I thought this was, you know, pretty revealing. Okay, it's, you know, he's the 11th son, you know, like, okay, Yasser. So if this, uh, if 11 truly speaks to wrestlings, then we can expect wrestlings to to uh to occur within Joseph's life, right within his story, and surely we do. You know, so let's consider Joseph. You know, one of our heroes of the faith. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, in Genesis thirty-seven one through eight, it says, "And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan." These are the generations of Yaakov. Yaakov being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Yosef brought unto his father their evil report. Now, Israel loved Yosef more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And Yosef dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, here, I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose, and arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and did make obeyance to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, shalt thou indeed reign over us? 
Or shalt thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Now, hereby we can see that Yosef's wrestling began early on in life. We can see this right off the rip with his with his story. You know, um, we can see here, like early on in life, you know, because of his dreams and his words and his the love of the of his father, he was hated. And so his wrestling began from the very beginning, you know, and the thing is, is like, you know, what his brother didn't realize is not only were they wrestling with Yosef, they were wrestling with Yah. Because Yosef didn't make himself dream those dreams. Yosef didn't get those words, you know, from out of his own heart but from what Yah was giving them, amen? And so, you know, they weren't, they weren't hating Yosef. They were hating Yah's will, way, and purposes. You know, so I, I pray you can see that. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 37, 9 through 11, and then jump down um, to verses 18 through 20. Genesis 37, 9 through 11. And he dreamed yet another dream and told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dream more, and behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Shall I and thy mother and thy brethren indeed come to bow down ourselves to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father observed the same. Genesis 37, 18 through 20. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say, Some evil beast hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. Okay, so first of all, I want I want you to, to acknowledge, you know, that you know, in the second dream that, that he had, the 11th son had a dream about 11 stars making obeyance to him. And right after he has this dream, you know, even his father rebukes him. Hmm. You know, so we can see now, you know, his father wrestling with the words of Elohim, wrestling with the vision of Elohim, you know. And, you know, now it does tell us that his brother envied him, but his uh, father observed the same, but yet he still rebuked him. You know, I mean, how you gonna get mad at someone because they had a dream? Hmm. You know, it's not like you know they give themselves the dream. You know, now here it is. His father sends him to go check on his on his brother, and they see him coming. And says, "Behold, this dreamer come up." Now, I want this is important because I want you to see hmm. that you know the reason that they're about to do what they're. Um, uh, what they're going to do is 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 greatly associated with his dreams mm -hmm. and you know the dreams of the 11 stars making obeyance to him mm -hmm. you know so he says you know they said behold this dreamer come not come now therefore and let us slay him mm -hmm. and cast him into some pit and we'll say some evil beasts have devoured him, and we should see what become of his dreams mm -hmm. you know they envied him because of his dreams they had a problem because of the visions that Yah was giving him you know, and hence, 
in wrestling with him, they actually found themselves wrestling with Yah. You know, uh, because Yah was with Yosef. You know, and so, you know, if you wrestle with Yah's representative, you're wrestling with Yah. You know, this is um, part of what he told Abraham. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee, right? You know, now, if we continue on in Genesis 37, 2, it says, these are the generations of Yaakov. Yosef being 17 years old. Now, what I want to point out is Yosef was 17 years old. Everybody with me, right? You know, he was 17 years old when he was sold off into slavery. You know, um, now, Genesis 41, 44 through 46, it teaches us. It says, and Pharaoh said unto Yosef, I am Pharaoh. And without thee shall no man lift up his hand nor foot in all the land of Mitzrayim. And Pharaoh called Yosef's name Zaphna Paania, uh, and he gave him to wife Asnath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On. And Yosef went out over all the land of Mitzrayim. And Yosef was 30 years old when he stood before the Pharaoh, king of Mitzrayim. And Yosef went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Mitzrayim. Okay, so we have Yosef starting off at 17, sold into slavery, and then by the time he ascended into power, he was 30 years old. You know, so if we subtract 17 from 30, we get 13, right? You know, now, Genesis 41, 4 says, and it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed, and behold, he stood by the river. Now, Pharaoh didn't have his dream until until Yosef was actually um, in prison, okay? And he was in prison for two full years, you know, before Pharaoh called him out of the prison. So we have 17 years plus 13 years equal 30 years, right? You know, now if we subtract two years um, that Yosef was in prison, we find that it was 11 years that Yosef was in Potiphar's house. Yeah. That was a long way to get to an 11, right? You know, but we find that Yosef was in Potiphar's house 11 years. And what was he doing all the while he was there? The answer is found in Genesis 39, 3 through 10. It says, and his master saw that Yahuwah was with him and that Yahuwah made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Yosef found grace in his sight and he served him and he made him overseer over his house and all that he had put, he put into his hand. And it came to pass from that time, from the time that he had made him overseer in his house and all and over all that he had, that Yahuwah blessed the Egyptian's house for Yosef's sake. Now, here it is, you know, Potiphar recognizing this. He's recognizing that Yahuwah is blessing him for Yosef's sake, just like um, Laban recognized that he was being blessed uh, for, for Yaakov's sake, right? You know, and it says, and the blessing of Yahuwah was upon all that he had in the house and in the field, and he left all that he had in Yosef's hand, and he knew not all he had. He didn't know all that he had, save the bread which he did eat. And Yosef was a goodly person and well-favored. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Yosef. And she said, lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, behold, my master, what of not? what is with me in, in the house and he have committed all that he have to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither have he kept back anything from me but thee because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against Elohim? 
Now you would think that he was saying sin against Potiphar, but no, he says sin against Elohim. You know, and why is this important? Because it shows us that he's wrestling not with, with the honor he want to give Potiphar, but he's wrestling with the word of the most high. He's wrestling with Elohim. He's wrestling with not disappointing Yah, the one who's, who to, from whom his blessings are really coming from. He recognized where his blessings was coming from and it wasn't Potiphar. It was Yah, you know, and he's seen that. Now, verse 10 tells us what was going on for that whole 11 years. It says, and it came to pass that she spake to Joseph day by day mm -hmm. that he hearkened not unto her to lie with, uh, by her or to be with her. So I pray you can see that Joseph and his captor's wife were wrestling, uh, you know, for those 11 years, but not with one another, but with Yah. They was wrestling with the word of Yah. They was wrestling with, you know, Yah's righteousness. You know, now, no, take no, it never says nowhere that Joseph didn't want to actually like um, lie with Potiphar's wife. It just tells us he didn't. It doesn't tell us that she was but ugly. You know, it just tells us that, you know, he chose not to do. He refused. And it tells us why he refused, because he didn't want to sin against Elohim. You know, not that he really cared what Potiphar um, would have thought, you know, but he did care about sinning against Elohim. And I pray that you can see that both he as well as um, Potiphar's wife was, wasn't wrestling against one another, but with Yah. Mm. You know, they truly were wrestling with Yah, wrestling with his will, way, and purposes. Mm. You know, because Potiphar's wife wanted things her way. Mm. And Yosef was concerned about disappointing Yah. You know, so, yes, they were definitely wrestling against Yah, you know. And so we see that number 11 and those wrestlings all throughout Yosef's life, who was the 11th son of Yaakov, which is only befitting, right? You know, and we see ultimately he gets the victory, you know, um, with Yah. You know, after those wrestlings are over, his life would never be the same you know, and he was tremendously blessed, you know, same as Yaakov, when he finished wrestling with Elohim, he was blessed, mm -hmm. so hallelujah, mm -hmm. all right, then we're going to take another look at another example, and within this example, is it deals with the uh, kingdom of Elohim and with Israel, you know, essentially um, Israel, you know, so Let's take a look at this. Let me have my next reader read Deuteronomy chapter one, verses one through three, and then jump down to verses 19 through 21, please. These be the words which Moshe spake unto all Israel beside Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over again, over against the Red Sea, between Haran and Tophel and Laban and Hazmoth and Huzahan. There are eleven days' journey from Moab by the Way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea. And it came to pass in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, in the first day of the month, that Moshe spake unto the children of Israel, according to according unto all that Yahuwah had given him and commanded unto them. Okay, hold on there for a second. All right, so so let's take note um first and foremost, verse two, that there are eleven days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir mm -hmm. to Kadesh Barnea. 
Now, why in the world did we need to know that there were 11 days journey from Horeb to the way of Mount Seir? We didn't need to know that. Did we need to know that? We didn't need to know that. You know, y'all wanted us to know that because he wants us to understand that when you see the number 11 in scripture, there will be wrestling. You know, and everything is in scripture for a reason. You know, we're told that there was specifically 11 days, not 12, not 10, but 11. You know, now, what did y'all have Moshe remind them of but the original 11-day journey from Horeb to Kadesh Barnea? What happened on um, after that 11th day of that journey, you might ask? And so, you know, Moshe goes on to remind them, you know, verses 19 through 21, please. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness, which we saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites. And as Yahuwah our Elohim commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea, and I said unto you, We are coming to the mountains of the Amorites, which Yahuwah Elohim would give unto us. Behold, Yahuwah thy Elohim have sent the land before thee. Go up and possess it, and Yahuwah Elohim of thy fathers hath said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. And he came near unto me, every one of you, and said, They will send the land before us, and they will search out the land and bring us word again by what way we must go up, and into what cities we shall come. And the same pleased me well. And he took twelve men of you, one of a tribe, and they turned and went into the mountain and came into the valley of Eshcol and searched it up. And they took of the fruit of the land in their hands and brought it down unto us and brought us forth again and said, It is a good land which Yahweh Elohim doeth give us, give us. Notwithstanding ye would not go up or rebelled against the commandment of Yahuwah your Elohim. And he murmured in your tent and said, Because Yahuwah hated us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Whither shall you, whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is great and devoted to me. The cities are great and walled with the heaven, and marvel we have seen the sons of the Anakim's death. Hallelujah. Um, can you see how Israel was wrestling with Yah during this time? You know, here it is, Yah is telling them, you know, I mean, this is the whole reason. He brought them out of Mitzrayim. He brought them through this wilderness. They get all the way to the door of the kingdom of Elohim. They get to the very door. It's time to go in and take the land. This is what they, you know, came here for. And they don't want to do it. Hmm. They back out. They start fighting with Yah like, nah, nah, nah. You just want to destroy us. Hmm. Idiots. If, if he wanted to destroy you, you wouldn't have made it there. You know, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gave you manna. He wouldn't have gave you water from a rock. He would have just let you, half of you starve to death and the other half of you die from drought. You know, yeah, I don't get it. You know, they get there and then they want to, they want to fight with Yah. They want to wrestle with Yah. You want to wrestle with Yah, but you don't want to go in there and wrestle with them Anakims. Hmm. Don't you know Yah bigger than the Anakims? You know, but you rather wrestle with Yah than the Anakims. You know, and, and I'm, I'm adamant about this because, you know, there's a lot of people who's doing that right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're right at the door of, of the victory that Yah wants to give them, but they're, they're too afraid to go in and fight because of what it looks like on the outside. 
But if Yah be with thee, who can be against thee? You know, don't let your hearts get discouraged. Doesn't matter if they bigger and taller. It doesn't matter how great their cities are. It doesn't matter, you know, what the situation or circumstances and how unsurmountable they may appear. If Yah is with you, you can do it. Don't wrestle with Yah like Israel did. You know, now because of this, they end up spending another 38 um years, almost 30, almost 39, because he brought them out in the 11th month as a reminder. You know, as a reminder, hey, you know, remember the last time we was at this 11? You know, you wouldn't go in. I hope you learned from your from your parents because I hate for another generation that you have to die out in this wilderness. You know, and but of course they did learn their lesson and they did go in this time and they did overcome the peoples of the land. You know, because y'all was with them. You know, and uh, this this uh, next example, you know, I didn't get a chance to put my heading up there uh, or I forgot somehow, but this is dealing with Samson. It's found in Judges 16, um, is verses 4 through 9. It says, and it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sarek, whose name was Delilah. Mm. You know, and it says, the lords of the Philistines came unto her, came up unto her and said unto her, entice her and see wherein his great strength lieth, and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him to afflict him. And we will give thee every one of us 11 pieces of 1100 pieces of silver hmm. that's a lot of silver right because there was like five five lords of the philistines you know so they're all going to give you 1100 pieces of silver apiece hmm. you know and delilah said to samson tell me i pray thee wherein thy great strength lieth, and where wilt thou um mightest be bound to afflict thee hmm. i like the way that they they that scripture tells us that she said, yes, she'll do it. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't mention anything about her saying yes. It just mentions her asking him, you know, I pray thee, where in thy great strength liar? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, she just got about doing, doing their bidding, you know, and it says, and Samson said unto her, if they bind me with seven green uh, whips that were never dried, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green whips, which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. And she said unto him, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he break the whips as, as a thread of tow is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was, uh, was not known. Now, surely you can see some wrestling in that, right? Mm -hmm. Soon as we're told about this 1,100 pieces of silver, we see wrestling ensues, you know, just like in every other case, right? Well, the story goes on, verses 10 through 17, it says, Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, If they bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Delilah therefore took new ropes and bound him therewith and said unto him, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And there were liars in the wait, in wait abiding in the chamber, and he brake them off of his arms like a thread. And Delilah said unto Samson, hitherto thou hast mocked me. 
and told me lies. Tell me wherewith thou mightest be bound. And he said unto her, if thou weavest the seven locks of my head with the web. And she fastened it with the, with the pen and said unto him, the Philistines, the Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he waked out of his sleep and went away with the pen of the beam and with the web. And she said unto him, how canst thou say I love thee? When thine heart is not with me, thou hast mocked me these three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lieth. And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there have not come a razor upon mine head, for I have been a Nazarite unto Elohim from my mother's womb. And if, if I be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I will I shall become weak and be like any other man. You know, so you can see this wrestling, you know, um, from the moment that the 1100 uh, pieces of silver were mentioned, this wrestling betwixt him and Delilah, Samson and Delilah going back and forth. But in all reality, you know, uh, Delilah, as well as the Philistines, were actually wrestling with Yah because Samson was Yah's guy. Amen. And we know, like, we know how the story ends and we know that. Samson end up destroying all of them, you know, and that's because they weren't fighting with Samson alone. They were wrestling with Yah, and Yah always prevailed. Mm -hmm. All right, our next example is the curious case of Micah and his idols. Anybody remember that story? It's not one of the most popular ones, you know, but um, yeah, it's in there and it's a good one. Mm -hmm. All right, this is found in Judges 17. Let me have my next reader read Judges 17, 1 through 6, please. And there was a man of Mount Ephraim, whose name was Micah. And he said unto his mother, The 1,100 shekels of silver that were taken from you, about which thou cursedest, or, yeah, um, and spakest, of also in mine ears. Behold, the silver is with me. I took it. And his mother said, Blessed be thou, behold, my son. And when he, he had restored the 1100 shekels of silver to his mother, his mother said, I had wholly dedicated the silver unto Yahuwah from my, my hand from my son to make a graven image and a molten image. Now, therefore, I will restore it unto thee. Yet he restored the money unto his mother, and his mother took two hundred shekels of silver and gave them to the founder, who made thereof a graven image and a molten image, and they were in the house of Micah. And the man Micah had an house of life of gods, and made an ephod, a teraphim, and consecrated one of his sons, who became his priest. In those days there were there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Okay. Now, you know, from the moment that the 1100 shekels um, of silver is mentioned, the wrestling begins. You know, here it is. We see this little back and forth between his mom and the son, you know, and then they decide you know, we're um, going to make a graven image. 
you know, and when they made that graven image, the wrestling began betwixt them and Elohim. Amen. You know, when they made that graven image in the molten image, you know, and it says the man Milcah had an house of gods and made an ephod and a teraphim and consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. Now, you know, this was the practice of, of, of the Mitzrayim as well as the Canaanites. This was one of their practices. The eldest son was usually made, made the priest of the house, you know, and they had idols and they had a house of their gods, you know, in which they put their idols. And so, you know, this is, they're doing after, you know, in like fashion of, of the people of the land, you know, the very people that's, you know, Yah's evicting so that they can stay there, you know, of, of, of all things, you know what I'm saying? You know, but this is, this is what happened, you know, so we see our number 11, we see the wrestling began, but it doesn't end there. It continues on in chapter 18. Verses one through six says, and in those days, there was no king in Israel. And in those days, the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day, all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. And the children of Dan sent of their family five men from their coast, men of valor, from Zorah, from Eshtarol, to spy out the land and to search it. And they said unto them, go search the land who, when they came to the Mount Ephraim, to the house of Micah, they lodged there. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levi. And they turned in thither and said unto him, who brought thee hither? And what makest thou in this place? And what hast thou here? And he said unto them, thus and thus deal of Micah with me. You know, he went and made these guys and he want me to be priest over you know, he made his son a priest at first, but, you know, when, you know, he found out I was a Levite, you know, he chose me over his son, you know, okay, then I also want to bring, want to call to your attention, like, the, the, the mother said she wholly dedicated silver unto Yahuwah, you know, so I want you to see, like, they, even though they were worshiping Yahuwah in name, it was only in name, it was in name only, because they was doing practices that were against Yah's will, you know, and it's important to see that because people are doing that very same thing now today. You know, they're saying they're worshiping Yahuwah, but they're doing it in their in their form and fashion. And so in doing that, they're not worshiping Yahuwah at all. Mm. I pray you can see that. In, in fact, they're putting themselves in opposition to Yahuwah. They're actually wrestling with him. Mm. You know, and so here it is, you know, the Danites come and they they hear the uh the Levite and they recognize his voice. You know, and so they ask him, you know, what's, hey, what you doing here? And so he tells them, you know, and he says he hired me and I am his priest, you know, verse five. And, it's, and they said unto him, ask counsel, we pray thee of Elohim, that we may know whether our way which we, which we go shall be prosperous. And the priest said unto them, go in peace before Yahuwah is your way wherein ye go. Now, again, you know, here it is. We have these Danites also asking counsel of a, a, a Levitical priest, you know, but they know he's worshiping idols. They know he has the idols, you know? And so again, they're, you know, they're, they're, they're worshiping, worshiping Yah, but they're doing it their way. And so here it is. He's, he tells them before Yahuwah is your way, wherein you go. Well, uh, let's see. 
it continues on verses 18 and 19. Let's jump down to 18 and 19. And it says, and they said unto him, hold thy peace. Lay thine hand upon thy mouth and go with us to be, uh, to be to us a father and a priest. It is better for thee to be a priest unto the house of, um, is it better for thee to be a priest unto the house of one man or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel? Mm -hmm. And the priest's heart was glad. And he took the ephod and the teraphim and the graven image. Now, how I didn't just take the ephod, but he took the teraphim and the graven image and went in, in the midst of the people. So here it is. We see this, this, this um, transpiring, and, you know, and they probably assisted on, you know, on him doing that. You know, okay, no, when, when you told us before you was, you had the teraphim, you had the graven image. So we need all that to come along with you, you know. Uh, it continues on verse uh, 22 and 27 of Judges 18. It says, and when they were a good way from the house of Micah, the men that were in the house near to Micah's house were gathered together and overtook the children of Dan. You know, so Micah came home. He seen what happened. You know, he gathered up some um, folks and he chased after the Danites. Mm. All right. And so this is where we are. You know, verse 23. And they cried unto the children of Dan, and they turned their faces and said unto Micah, What ell of thee? Why thou why thou come um what ell of thee that thou comest with such a company? And he said, Ye have taken away my gods, which I, I made, and the priest, and ye are gone away. And what have I more? And what is this that ye say unto me? What ell of thee? What are you talking about? You know why I'm here. Oh, I paraphrase. You know, verse 25. And the children of Dan said unto him, let not the voice, let not thy voice be heard among us, lest angry fellows run upon thee, and thou lose thy life with the lives of thy household. Hard check. And the children of Dan went their way. And when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back into his house. And they took the things which Micah had made and the priest which he had met, which he had, and came unto Laish, unto a people that were at quiet and secure and they smoked them mm. with the edge of the sword and burnt the city with fire mm. so we clearly can see wrestling going on right mm. you know we see that there was wrestling with the danites and micah and with micah and his mom and with with yah and we see all of this wrestling going on all because of these 1100 shekels of silver now i want you to see that all this wrestling that was going on amongst those people they were also wrestling with yah and the reason they was wrestling with yah is found in deuteronomy 29 verses 14 through 21 can i my next reader read deuteronomy 29 verses 14 through 21 Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath, but with him that standeth here with us this day before Yahuwah our Elohim, and also with him that is not here with us this day. For ye know how we have dealt in the land of Mitzrayim, and how we came through the nations which ye passed by. And ye have seen their abominations and their idols, wood and stone, silver and gold, which were among them. Lest there should be among you man or woman or family or tribe, whose heart turneth away this day from Yahuwah our Elohim to go and serve these gods of these nations, lest there should be among you a root that beareth gall and wormwood. 
And it come to pass when he heareth the words of this curse that he blessed him, blessed himself in his heart, saying, I shall have peace, though I walk in the imagination of my own or my heart, to add drunkenness to thirst. Yahuwah will not spare him, but when the anger of Yahuwah and his jealousy shall smoke against that man, and all the curses that are written in this book shall lie upon him, and Yahuwah shall blot out his name from under heaven, and Yahuwah shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel, according to all the curses of the covenant that are written in this book of the law. Hallelujah. Okay, so we see in verse 16, it says, For ye know how we have dealt in the land of Israel, and how we come through the nations which ye passed by, and ye have seen their abominations with their idols, wood and stone and silver and gold, which were among them. And you know that Yah don't want you to do these things. They knew this, you know, and said, you know, Yah goes on to tell them, you know, I should have peace. Um, Yah goes on to tell them that you're not not to do that. You know, um, he says, lest there should be among you a man, a woman, a family or tribe whose heart turn away this day from Yahuwah Elohim to go and serve the gods of these nations. And this is what they did, you know, and they made um, idols of silver, you know, and Yah had promised him you know, they were to do that. He promised in verse 20, he says, and Yahuwah shall blot out his name from under heaven. And it says, and Yahuwah shall separate him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel. So Micah and the Ephraimite, Micah the Ephraimite and the tribe of Dan weren't just wrestling with one another over the idols of silver, but they also wrestled with the word of Elohim. And guess what? They lost. They wrestled with him and, and lost. You know, Yah's word says that he would, um, for those who would do such a thing, he would blot their name out from under heaven and separate um, him unto evil out of all the tribes of Israel. And we, when we look at, you know, in the kingdom of heaven, that's to come. Revelation 7 teaches us about Israel being sealed, 144,000 of the 12,000 um, 12, from each tribe of Israel. You know, it's found in Revelation 7, 1 through 8. You know, it says, and after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living Elohim. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our Elohim in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed 144,000 of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Of the tribe of Yahuda were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtali were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Simeon were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Levi we're sealed 12,000 other tribe of Yitzhakah. We're sealed 12,000 other tribe of Zebulun. We're sealed 12,000 other tribe of Yosef. We're sealed 12,000 another tribe of Benjamin. We're sealed 12,000. Where is the tribe of Dan? Where is the tribe of Ephraim? The two tribes that had silver idols. Yah said he would blot his name Blot their names from under the heaven. 
and we see in the coming kingdom of heaven, those of Israel that will be sealed does not include, does not include Ephraim or Dan. They've been blotted out. And I think this is my last example, the disciples. And this one starts off in Luke 24, 1 through 11. Let me have my next reader read Luke 24, verses 1 through 11. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in and found not the body of the Adonai Yahushua. And, and it came to pass, as they were much perplexed about, behold, thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their face to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified in the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. And returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Madeline and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and other women that were with them, which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed to them as idle tales, and they believed them not. Hallelujah. Okay, so. Here it is in verse 9, um, Luke 24 and 9, you know, we see the number 11 mentioned it. And it says, and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the 11 and to all the rest. You know, now here it is. It points out that they're, you know, this 11 specifically. Mm -hmm. Now, after this 11 is mentioned, then we see the wrestling begin. Mm -hmm. You know, so here it is. They go there to find um, to 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 uh, mourn Yahshua. You know, and we we have a couple guys telling, a couple angels telling them, "Why are you looking for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen." You know, tell them go tell everybody else. And so they go tell the eleven, and the wrestling begins. You know, they tell them, and and they pretty much you know take them for a joke. Says. Verse 11 says, and their words seem to them as idle tales, and they believe them not. Mm. You know, and you can imagine them like we see, we we talk to the angels. They 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 showed us you, you can just hear them, you know, like you know, with everything that sent them, you know, like you gotta believe us. They, you know, they sent us here. You know, they said he was risen, you know, they they had these shiny garments, and it was like, you know, it was like all light, and you know, they you can just hear them going back and forth. And, and the people like <laughs> laughing at him, like, y'all crazy. You, you think I'm going to believe that? I seen that man die on the cross. I saw the torture stake torture on the death. You know, and, and now you're telling me, you know, he, he done risen? Mm -hmm. 
You know, it says that words seem like idle tales. They believe them not. Mm. You know, but that's not where it is. You know, that's that's where the 11 is mentioned and that's where it starts. Mm. Let us continue on in verses 15 through 21. It says, and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Yahushua himself drew near and went with them. All right. It is truly going to believe the Messiah. He on the scene with them. Mm. says, but their eyes were holding that they should not know him. Mm. And he said unto them, what manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered and said unto them, art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things which are come to pass therein these days? And he said unto them, what things? And they said unto him, concerning Yahushua of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed in word before Elohim and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted, we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. And then we jump down to verse 25, and Yahshua answers, and he says, then he said, it says, then he said unto them, now you can see the wrestling about to come in. Oh, fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Definitely wrestling going on. <laughs> Ought not Messiah to have suffered these things to enter into his glory? He had to suffer these things to enter into his glory. And beginning at Moshe and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. <laughs> You know, and I, I just want to praise. I just want to take a second out to praise y'all, give y'all the praise because I can see some of these things now today. Mm. You know, whereas when I first read this, you know, for the life of me, I had no idea what was being spoken uh, spoken of. Mm. I'm like, okay, beginning at Moshe and the prophets, you know, he expounded expounded them the scriptures concerning himself, and I couldn't see Yahshua in in Moshe and the prophets. You know, it was very difficult. I, I couldn't see it, but now today I can. You know, and I just praise y'all for that. So I just wanted to give him some kudos and, and praise him right quick. You know, um, but here it is. We see this wrestling going on. So he expounded to him in the scriptures. Can't you see he's trying to convince them? You know, like, you know, this was supposed to happen. It had to happen this way. I was trying to tell y'all, you know, um, you know, it continues on verses 30 through 33. It says, and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were open and they knew him and he vanished out their sight. Hmm. And they said one to another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures. And they, and they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the 11 gathered together and them that were with them. Now, what can we expect? Some more wrestling, right? Okay, so let's jump down to verse 36, just, just a couple verses um, later. And it says, and as they thus spake, Yahushua himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, peace be unto you. And they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, why are you troubled? See him wrestling? See him wrestling? He pop up on the scene and they, they terrified. They, you know, they shaking in their boots. They thinking, you know, it's a ghost. And he says, why are you troubled? Why do thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I, myself, handle me and see, for a spirit have not flesh and bones as ye see me have. Can you see he's trying to convince 
Mm-hmm. Can you see he's, he's wrestling with trying to get them to, to understand and in, in the in the believer? Verse 40. And when he had thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, come, come on, come on, come on, Dr. Thomas. You know, stick your fingers in the holes. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, that's the only way you're gonna believe. Go ahead, stick it in there. Mm-hmm. You know, verses 41 through 49. And while they yet believed, not for joy and wondered, so they now they starting to believe, but now they still scared and they wondering what, what the heck, what's going on? He said unto them, have you here any meat? Mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, he's now he's, he's getting getting a bit, you know, flustered with him, you know, and he's like, okay, well, you know, surely you don't think a, a ghost can eat, you know? And verse 42, and they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb, and he took it and did eat before them. You know, can you see he's trying to prove to them, you know, that it's it's him. He's back. You know, he's resurrected. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moshe and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So now he has all the 11 with him. Now he want to help them all understand via scripture. And said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Mashiach to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning in at Jerusalem. And ye are the, our witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. The whole time there were only um, 11 disciples they wrestled. The whole time that, you know, there existed 11 disciples, they wrestled with the idea of was he resurrected or not, you know? And we already know the story of, uh, of uh, Thomas, you know, he, he not until he put his finger in the hole, mm. you know, he said he would, he would never believe until he was able to do that. You know, Acts 1, 13 through 20. And when they were come, come in, they went up into the, an upper room and there abode Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James and the son of Alphaeus and Simon, um, uh, Zelotes and, and Yahudas, the brother of James, 11. Mm-hmm. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Yahshua, and with his brethren. And in those days, Kephas or Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, the number of the names together were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which Ruach HaKodesh by the mouth of David spake concerning Yahudas which was guide to them that took Yahushua. And he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem in so much as that this field is called by their proper tongue, uh, Asadama, that is to say the field of blood. For it is written, in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein. And his bishopric let another take. And so it was important that they replaced him. Otherwise, their doom would have been like that of Yahudas. 
or Judas, the uh, the the betrayer. Mm -hmm. So they had to replace him, you know. And so Acts uh, one twenty one through twenty six says, that, "Wherefore of these men, which have company with us, uh, all the time." that the Adonai Yahushua went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of Yochanan until that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us at, of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Yosef called Bersabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and, and then there was uh, Matthias, you know, or who we know as Matthew. And they prayed and said, Thou Adonai, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether of these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Yahudas by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots and the lot fell on Matthias and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Mm -hmm. And so you can just see like, you know, by them only um, getting boiled down to two that some folks was for, was for uh, Barsabbas and some folks was for, for uh, uh, Matthew and they couldn't make up their mind you know they was wrestling over this you know and so they figured well let's let y'all choose you know and so that's what they did and then there were 12 again you know so that's all I have for you prayer was a blessing pray that you can see that the number 11 truly represent wrestlings and wrestling with Elohim in particular Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.